This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Uh, Jeff, it's a pleasure to have you here. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate the invitation to be here. Yeah, man. I can tell we're going to be having a great time. It's already started off pretty good. And uh, our favorite question to kick things off is, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? You know, I would say yes. Uh, I, I didn't think I did for a while. Uh, and then I started thinking about it more. And uh, I grew up with my mom and my my stepdad, who was my dad, who owned his own business. And then my my father and my stepmom own their own business. And for years, I didn't think of that as being entrepreneurs until I got to that point in life. And then I realized that they were. Wow. Okay. So then where does that start to happen where the awareness kicks in and you start to realize this is something I want to do? Did you do it before college, after college? Was this somewhere in high school? Yeah, no, this was... uh later in my life. Um, you know, after high school and college, I, I went to work for the man and, and I, uh, I did that for 35 years. Um, but uh, there was a point there and it was, uh, not, not quite a decade ago. And in somewhere in around 2013, I started to kind of get that urge that there was something different that maybe was better and I think that's when it kind of dawned on me that, you know, hey, my parents had run their own business for years. Why couldn't I do something like that? So, yeah. Okay. And so you take the st- first steps. Was it reaching out to your parents to ask about how they approached it? Or did you hit the books or did you just go, I'm going to trial and error this baby all the way? I think it was a combination, really. I mean, um, uh, my my dad, who I grew up with, um, we we lost him in late 2005, so he wasn't there uh, as a resource. But my father, who was hugely successful his whole life, was there, and so we had a couple conversations. Uh, and then I I sought out, I think, more from a coaching perspective. Uh, I sought out some some coaching and and some mentorship from people who were kind of doing the things that I thought I might want to do and and got some advice and some input from them. And and then after that, it was just how many times could I screw up and learn from it along the way? Yeah, man. Well, baseball bat, baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot already. Well, what I have here is that you help people. Uh, you've pivoted to building people instead of things yeah. as, as the work that you do. Can you sort of like, whether it's clarifying the calling, overcoming obstacles to find directions, can you sort of elaborate on this a little more? 
Yeah. So I my my job for the man for 35 years, I worked in in government design and construction. And so my job was uh, managing and overseeing roads and water treatment plants and fire stations and things like that being designed and built. And uh, as I got this urge to kind of get out of that business, um, I, I really wanted to focus more on helping people through that self-discovery process and becoming more productive uh, and becoming more of a leader, whether that's leading their family, leading their organization, leading their church, whatever it is, right? Every, every unit needs a leader, even the family unit. And I was really getting frustrated with the lack of what I was seeing in that regard within my industry. Um, so I went through some coaching programs, um, got some certifications, some credentials in the areas of leadership and personal development, and in some tools that I could use in those areas. And then I started thinking about, well, how am I going to do this? So uh, it turned into this idea of breaking the code to unhackability. And the code is clarify your calling, overcome your obstacles, define your direction, and escape to excellence. So that's the code. And if you can break that code, you can become unhackable in work, life, and play, which means you're more productive, you're more fulfilled. Um, you're making sure that you're achieving the types of success that you want to achieve. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And and this, so you undergo all these training, you basically invested in, in, under, in understanding, yeah. learning all this. And with that investment behind you, you then decided to take a platform uh, and, and open up to people. Was it difficult given that you worked for 30 plus years for someone else to make that transition over to like, did you just up and leave that and then just go directly into that? Or was it a, was it a sort of gradual thing? Yeah, no, it was, it was a side hustle for quite a while, um, which made it challenging uh, just because I still had all those daily commitments and, and in my role as a, as a executive in government, I had evening meetings and, you know, all kinds of, and I was on call 24 seven. So, um, the time for the side hustle was a challenge, uh, which made it more and more frustrating. So I went up until the time that I retired uh, from the government service, which was a little over a year ago, actually, uh, where I left the, the full-time day job. I actually left that a few years earlier than I had originally planned, but I was at the point where I could leave it. And, and so I said, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. Uh, and so now going into doing this on, on a more, call it full-time basis, um, yeah, it's still, I'm still investing in myself and, and I'm still learning the best ways to make those connections with, with people to be able to, to share with them uh, how, I can, how I can help if we're the right fit for each other. I'm curious, how did you decide on personal development to be the field that you wanted to step into? Uh, was that sort of similar to the work that your parents had been doing with their businesses? Or was this something more personal to your decision to make that? Yeah, now this was really a personal, personal choice. My uh, one set of parents were 
uh, in the dental field and the other set were in the uh, auction and appraisal field. Um, so it was really based entirely on my personal experience and how much, uh, how much I enjoyed the personal and professional development aspect of, of my career and how much fulfillment I got when I helped my staff member or even, you know, folks who weren't necessarily employees of mine, but connections I had in the industry, when I was able to help them to accomplish something or um, gain a promotion within their organization or whatever, uh, you know, that was just really rewarding for me. And so that was kind of the impetus for going this direction. Very nice. Okay. Uh, Jason, uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you've heard so far. It's been an interesting one, right? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that, that always resonates with most people that decide to step away from something, right, is there's always some connection back into that. There's a reason why, right? And when it doesn't feel like work, that's when you know you found it, right? So, and it doesn't feel like work and it's something that you you really enjoy doing, right? Like for me, I enjoy doing what I do every day. Now, are there goods and bads and highs and lows and all that? Sure. It's, it's not, it's not unicorns and rainbows every day. Right. But, but for the most part, right. With people, with the people side of it, that that's what you wake up every day. Right. Then you have all the business side and all the things. And as uh, uh, Philip likes to say, when payroll comes due and you can't pay it. Right. Um, <laughs> those are the things that drive you, you know, wild. Right. But the people part of it, that's the part I love. And a lot of people do build themselves out on an island with a business. And I chose not to do that. I chose to always surround myself with people all the time. That way I don't ever feel like I'm on an island. Friday, I know I'm right here with Philip and somebody else. There's no island here. (laughs) So, and then throughout the rest of the week, I'm around people all week long. I refuse to be on an island ever. Um, And that's what, that's what makes what we do worth it. In my opinion, for sure. And that's what you're doing. You're doing the same thing. You're creating that community. Interesting. Um, Go ahead, Jeff. You were saying? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, th- I think um, people who haven't attempted to be an entrepreneur before would be, I think, stunned at how hard work that is. Right. I mean, it's it's really hard work to be a, a successful entrepreneur and and people see all these successful people and they think, "Ooh, I can do that. Uh, and then they don't they, they try and they realize, holy smokes, there's a lot that goes on <laughs> behind that. And, and you're right. All the business side and, you know, the, the technology and the systems and, and all of that um, is involved. But it's it's that interpersonal connection that keeps at least in my case and it sounds like in your case that's what keeps us doing it is um 
the reward that comes from knowing that you've helped somebody in some way or you've made a new connection that, you know, I always told people, hey, if one person walks out of here saying, hey, I'm, I'm better off for having been here than I was before, that's a successful day for me. So. Absolutely. No, man, it's uh, it's funny how often we forget that like, yeah, it would be way easier to just go work. I mean, anywhere else for someone but you just there's just something there's just something about that getting up having to make a plan checking on your systems and just like all the moving pieces and you get to control all of it and some days you go oh god all the moving pieces and i have to control all of it and so it's funny how it's a it's a it's a double-sided a double-edged sword right where it's it can do a lot for you and it can do a lot to you. Uh, and and so there's just something crazy about people who want to be entrepreneurs. There's no other way to put it, man. Uh, nope. It's just an insanity. It's almost it's called, like a... It's called cuckoo. That's what it is. <laughs> cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That's Amen to that. <laughs> uh, but this is what you chose and and uh, you're, you're well underway now, going full time with it. What do you have your sights set on as your goal? You know, I, I don't I don't necessarily have like some, you know, major destination in mind. You know, for me it's kind of as long as the journey continues to be positive and and continues to be helpful. Um, and I'm making, you know, progress and growth in terms of being a, a business. Um that's really kind of where I am right now because I'm still, you know, it's still fairly young and new, right? So I'm I'm early on in the establishment and growth phase. So for me right now, it's trying to, you know, get get the community launched, uh, get the podcast launched, you know, some of those, you know, basic aspects of, of growing the business. Um, so those are kind of the goals right now are more about uh, ways to make those connections with the people that would be, you know, in my, my community and my sphere of influence and, and start to then experience that growth and expansion from there. Oh man, I dig it. I, and I'm, I'm happy to see that. Um, it sounds like you've got the right idea about like, what does growth mean? Right. How, what does progress mean? Even 1% is one percent more than was before and that's something i i try to learn from uh from jason about almost every day is is the idea of like how you define growth and like you know what progress actually looks like and some people only look at a bottom line but there's a lot to look at to determine growth and that's a reminder that i try to put front and center every day um so if people did want to get a hold of you and learn more about like the work that you're doing and specifically where they can check out the programs and the stuff that you're doing with uh with clarify the calling overcome the perfectionism you know, uh, yeah all that where where should they go uh, there's there's a couple of places they can go uh one is my website which is jeffreykramer.com um and i like to tell people my website is the perfect example of how far i've come because it is an imperfect, incomplete website. And for a guy who struggled with an addiction to perfectionism his whole life and has only recently uh, overcome that, it was really a, a 
monumentous for me to launch a website that wasn't perfect. But So they can go to jeffreyacramer.com or they can go to uh, perfectionparadoxbook.com. Uh, that's uh, my, uh, my book that was published and that's kind of the foundation for developing to the code to unhackability and the programs that come along with that. So. Man. Yeah. I, I know, uh, I know of an entrepreneur that caught me off guard and was like, yeah, I'm a recovering perfectionist. He, when he had said that to me, I started wondering like, huh, how does one determine whether they're a perfectionist? And I can for certain say that a bulk of my lack of progress or impediment of any progress in my professional life has a lot to do with how bad I need things to be exactly the way I envision them. Oh, yeah. Or I don't, I don't ship anything. And, and Seth Godin is a guy that always talks about like, you know, you got to ship, you got to ship, yep. you got to ship. Uh, and so I love, I love that there's more voices out there pushing that agenda forward. And, you know, yeah, oh, definitely. It's yeah. Nice. And it's, you know, it's unfortunately perfectionism for a long time was viewed as a good thing. You know, you want it to be perfect. That's good. And we, we don't realize how much we're losing and missing out on because we're waiting for it to be perfect in some way, uh, perfect time, perfect place, perfect conditions, whatever. <laughs> it's not going to happen. You just need to get on with it. And, you know, it took me about 40 years to discover that, but yeah, we've got a, we've got an assessment. You can get to the assessment off of either one of those websites, uh, developed a simple little assessment that people can take just to see how much of a perfectionist are you really? That's a lot of fun. I grew up with that. I grew up that with that with my dad and my whole life, you know, I would tighten the bolts on a tractor tire and within two minutes, he would come right back around, check it, right. Or wh whatever it was. So, you know, I didn't, and then I was in the military and there's, you would think that would be a very perfectionist world. But it's actually not if you don't let it be. Um, and then in business life, my philosophy is good enough is good enough. Amen. <laughs> that's my philosophy right there. So, Amen. Yeah, that's there's, the, there's, the there's final. My, there's yeah. my imparting piece right there when it comes yeah. to that conversation. That's the title of the <laughs> final chapter of my book, Getting to is Good it? Enough. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. See? Yeah, man. Go. No, seriously. Uh, I... I 100% am behind this message. <laughs> I too am a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> this is really a secret. Secretly, this is a show for, for instead of AA, it's a, I don't know, how would you, like PP, people perfectionists? Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what it would be, but it, man, everyone in business could likely fall into that category. Uh, it's truly fascinating. But with that said, uh, reiterating, they can go to jeffreyacramer.com. And then there was another, the paradox book, uh, perfection, paradox book.com perfection, paradox book.com. Those are the two best places. All the links, everything's there. Um, with that said, I think it's also a perfect time to take a quick break, to give a shout out to one of our uh, supporters of the show. They're actually part of the community as we only do it from people in the strategic advisor board community uh, that we have. And that is uh, Stillwater hemp with Melanie Cawson. Uh, they provide, you know, this idea of like self-care and CBD fused into one. It's, it's, it's a growing practice. They've got the face moisturizers. They've got 
creams to help with the pain in your joints under control, even ways to get you to have better sleep. Lord knows entrepreneurs need it. And Stillwater Hemp is a Montana-based organic health and CBD company, right? It's making it easier for you to enjoy all that. So they even offer things for like a full line for like your pets, your furry family members. So there's really like everything that you're looking for. Uh, they have both in-store location and uh, and also online. And they even have non-CBD products for anything that may not be CBD friendly. So you can visit them at stillwaterhemp.com. Use the code WARROOM for 10% off. And if you're looking to private label things, you can mention the fact that you heard about them through the War Room podcast and you can get $100 off that first order. So a uh, big shout out to Stillwater Hemp and Melanie. Uh, back to the conversation here. Jeff, if you could go back to, let's say, the beginning of your corporate career, right? Knowing what you know now, being on the other end of it, what would you have said to yourself then? Uh, I would have said, Jeff, give yourself some grace. You know, everything doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to be flawless. Um, You don't have to kill yourself, uh, you know, overdoing on this. Um, I, I just, you know, I spent so much time worried about never making a mistake. And, and now I know better. Now I know, you know, hey, mistakes are part of learning and growing and getting better. Um, and if I did make a mistake, I just beat myself up so badly uh, for many, many years. So yeah, definitely it would be give yourself some grace, allow yourself to be imperfect. Wow. That's how I know I'm a perfectionist. I am probably the most self-critical person I've ever come. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't tolerate the way I talk to myself, anyone talking to my friends that way. And uh, I, that was a good clue to that. I am definitely one of those people. I'm the kind of person, if I like make a mistake while driving, I'm like, ah, come on, man. You're like, I, it's weird. Cause I'm such a, like a happy person, good time, easy going. But when I, the way I treat myself, forget about it, man. So I, I think it's a really fascinating exercise uh, to, to be able to reflect on the things that you just said and bring that to, to the fore, because there may be other people there who are yeah. that way to themselves and just don't have a word for it. Yeah. It's called perfectionism. Yeah. Uh, give, give yourself some grace, as Jeff said. Uh, <laughs> with that said, before we go into the big finale, I want to check in with Jason. Let's do it. Let's All right. Finale. So the finale is drum roll. There are no beatbox. It's too late in the day now for a beatbox. Uh, that was earlier. <laughs> oh, I'm sad I missed out on that. <laughs> I'm going to get like a little app that just does a drum roll. Um, but basically, uh, if you could have invited anybody here today, Jeff, anybody, any point, place and time in the world that are alive to be here today, listen to the conversation, join in, contribute. Who would you have loved to have had here and why them? Yeah, I, you know, you think of all the figures throughout history, authors, military, politicians, you know, whoever. Um, but it's, this is probably the easiest question you've asked me today. Uh, it would be my dad. Uh, my dad was my hero. Um we lost him in December of 2005 and there isn't a week that goes by that I don't say, man, I wish my dad was here so I could ask him about this and see what he would think because I know it would be incredible advice. 
and uh, miss him dearly and would have loved to have him here just to join in the conversation. You guys would have loved him. (laughs) I can feel the love, man. Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. Big shout out to you. What was your dad's name? Bob Ratcliffe. Bob Ratcliffe. There it is. Big shout out to Bob Ratcliffe. Bob was here. Yeah. Yeah. He's always here. Always. Yeah, man. Now it's, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, getting to know you and learning your story and journey, Jeff. uh, It is tradition around here that Jason closes us out. So I'll let him do so, but just know I've had a great time there. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Well, thanks for being here. It's been wonderful to have you uh, another Patriot on the call. Um, That background says it all. If you didn't know it. Um, And uh, thanks for taking the 30 minutes out of your day to come Uh, spend a little time with us. We appreciate it. it. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You guys, I had a great time. Right on. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.